All right, ladies and germs, friends and fiends from far away, and maybe you're just right around the corner. It's that time for your hour of power. Just don't try to take it in the shower. There's another joke in there somewhere, I think, yeah? Your boy Rocco here, King Size Muscle, King Size Muscle 2, with your local 666-269 podcast. Wow, what a bunch of stuff going on, I tell you. I take a, a day or two off to recharge, and the piles just keep coming. <clears throat> Shout out to uh, White Bat Audio, of course, in the background there. Get some uh, Twitch streaming royalty-free music. So, we're down here in the sesh, to be honest with you, so I'm not on the mic, and hopefully we'll get a sort of a decent uh, playback here. i got to redo the sesh for sure, because, you know, I'm also putting in this playroom, this fantasy room, supposedly. We'll see. Uh, you got to love the neurodivergent and the ADHD hyperfixation, all hot to trot, and then, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely am going to have to remodel down here for sure. We put in another uh, set of chairs and, uh, you know, <clears throat> now that the housekeeper has resigned, <laughs> it's up to me, and like most men, unfortunately, <clears throat> we wait until the corn starts growing behind the couch, but I'm trying not to be that guy. Part of the... Uh, nature of systems I'm trying to design for myself for executive function, or in this case, executive dysfunction, is to make sure that I, I do something every day, especially now that I know that it's a great way to also harvest and farm your dopamine by accomplishing little tasks. So from making the bed as soon as you get out of it and picking stuff up, and you probably hear I'm doing laundry in the background there, hopefully it's not too loud. Um, cleaning the house up, keeping things picked up, but I need to redo this down here because it's just out of hand, and, and obviously I want to do some other things here as well, um, especially now that I've got all this other paddly, leashy, whippy, spanky, harnessy stuff. <laughs> it needs to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. That's another thing, right? Too much information. Oversharing. Another good thing from uh, ADHD, but it's all right. It is what it is. I'm going to turn this down just a little bit because my instinct tells me that is too mucho. There we go. Just kind of hiding the background there. Yes, we're noisy. Yes, we're industrial. Yes, we're dystopia. And I guess that's kind of another reason why I've been quiet. A little radio silence the last few days is this sort of multiple diversionary shell game tactics that we are facing here in, in the fifth dimension or the simulation or alternate timelines or multiverse reality. I am not sure. Who knows? It definitely seems off kilter. But again, it could be from the, the center of being here sort of fairly reclusive and uh, only kind of tuning into a few sort of uh, points of information so obviously uh, I'm definitely going to be slightly skewed and biased on the things that I'm going to be yapping about here today in the Palava 
And so being down, of course, is this this thing with the woman's right to, to choose, you know. Um, it seems essentially I thought it would stand, and I was surprised that this document was leaked from the court. And I'm glad that they did, to be honest with you, because better that than spring it on us uh, all subtly. But that might have been part of the, the idea, too, is to build up some steam around this issue and light a fire around the, those lifetime-appointed judges. What the hell? Three of them lied to us under oath, under testimony, when they were being sworn in that they would, they would uphold these things. And, of course, in that opinion, those, uh, those three jerks crawfished. Of course they did, because that's where they get their money. So the other aspect is this uh, idea of uh, Clarence Thomas feeling bullied. I feel so bullied by this, by these women. Just the guy that, you know, almost didn't get in because he put a fucking pubic hair in uh, the gal's coke and then was talking about Long, Long John Silver or some nonsense, some porn star thing. And his wife has got all these uh, connections to the insurrection. And, of course, you know, he should have recused himself on that last vote dealing with anything in that issue of that area. So... Corruption is afoot, as it always is. That's the nature of systems and bureaucracies, unfortunately, that ever can be squeaky clean, because, I mean, what's morality but another, another one of these different scales, right? Uh, it's just frustrating to think that, that there's a percentage of people in this country that are, are perfectly willing to let or force, force women into having children regardless of what the circumstances may be, be it rape or incest or a, a medical uh, situation, a medical emergency situation, uh, unwanted, whatever it may be. The, the ultimate thing is, people say to me, well, you're so pro-abortion. I'm like, well, no, I'm actually just really pro-choice. I really think it's the woman's right to choose what she does with her body. I mean, doesn't that make sense to you? Doesn't that sound like the right thing to do? I mean, without, without getting into all the other different arguments or whatever else, I mean, Either you see women as fellow human beings that deserve the same rights and privileges, as George Carlin said, they're just privileges, and that's for the most part true. The same rights and privileges that, that you do, that are afforded to you, how is it any different? I mean, I was... I was stunned to realize that at one time uh, during, I guess, uh, whatever was going on in the Reformation of the Church in the 1400s before they even acknowledged women as human beings. I'm thinking, well, what the hell have you been sleeping with all this time? <laughs> this desire to, to rocket us into some sort of theocratic Christian nation is just absolutely horrifying.
it's some kind of American Taliban bullshit. It wouldn't be so bad if, if, if these Christians, as I like to call them with an X, like we do Christmas, X-I-T-I-N, they hate that, and that's why I do it. They like to wind us up, I like to wind them back up, fuck them. These so-called Christians with an X, who are very hypocritical, very judgmental, every time they're pointing the finger and sort of, you know, damning whatever someone's doing within their own flock, it's like ten times worse. It's just shocking to me. I mean, I, I, I think from my point of view and my experience, uh, people that actually are Christians, that practice uh, these things, that follows the teachings of uh, Jesus Christ, you know the difference immediately, whether or not they are a true follower of Christ, or they are, you know, what we used to call Paulins. They, they follow everything in the book of Paul. They don't realize they're doing it, but that's how they see things. <clears throat> okay, fine. If, if that's what you want to do among, amongst yourselves, and you want to use your Iron Age Sheep Herder's Guide to the Galaxy, go for it. But that's one of the reasons why we're not in the stars right now. Is we've held ourselves back in so many different ways. I mean, even, even the, the burning and the sacking of the Library at Alexandria probably set us back significantly. So much ancient, lost, amazing knowledge and history. And so then we get sort of this series of Abrahamic faiths that seem to have dominated, you know, the history in this period. But pull the pull the the camera back, folks. We know for a fact that a lot of the the things that we have in Christian faith, Abrahamic faith, Islam, Judaism. You know, they were all borrowed from the area there, from the Sumerians and the Babylonians and everybody else, the Onians around the area. And so, like everything else in, in life, it doesn't just happen. It develops, you know, sort of organically out of something else. It mutates, it changes and whatever else. And we've been stagnant. Once we had enough science to disprove the stuff that we believed for so long, instead of being a, a, that, that, that lesion part in your brain that has the ability to develop faith and suspend disbelief in the face of fucking evidence or facts, instead of having that thing, you know, go on and on and on, we should have been way more serious about accepting the science. Now, I understand. Don't, don't get me wrong. I believe that you should have something to believe in. If anything, please believe in yourself. We know that people that have something to believe in tend to live longer. They tend to be happier. They tend to, you know, have better relationships and so forth. And so if, if you want to, if you want to codify it and put it in the Judeo-Christian box, or the other Abrahamic faiths, I don't have a problem with that. But that's your box. That's your worldview. That's for you. Leave the rest of us the fuck alone. 
let us sort it out, okay? If 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 your omnipotent almighty has a plan, then part of the plan is I don't have to fucking be in the box with you, okay? No man's going to judge me. God's going to judge me. And then the friends of, uh, in the words of my old friend Tommy, if there is a God, she is black and she is pissed. And she has every right to be. We have failed as human beings to take care of this planet. We have been very poor shepherds of this stewardship. If anything, we've been nothing more than a blight and a virus at this point. We have failed each other. We have not done enough for one another. There is absolutely no reason why anybody in this country or even in the world should be going to bed hungry tonight unless that's their choice. We have the technology. We have the ability. What we don't have is the fucking backbone, the fucking morality, the desire to make it right. We are still way too selfish. Too many fucking crabs in the bucket trying to pull the other crabs down. Profit, 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 profit. We have misstepped in so many places by moving away from Mother Nature and sustainable ways to take care of our environment. And so we failed. And all the shit that's happening to us is a continual test of these failures. Now, I'm not saying give up. Don't get me wrong. Don't give up. We're not giving up. We will continue to try to be the light and try to do what's right. And we have something to believe in. It's fine. That's where I'm going with this, is that a system of beliefs is going to help you to navigate that, even though we are taking on water on this ship, on this ship of fools, and we're bailing and pumping the water out as fast as we can, but we may be getting to the fucking precipice here, according to some areas of science. And we're going to have to be prepared to deal with that as well. In the meantime, can we do better by ourselves, better by each other, better by the environment and nature and the world, then yes, even if it's just something. When I hear the washing machine back there, maybe you should be washing your clothes by hand. Uh, yeah, well, that's probably true. And if I was living off, off grid, which I've done in the past, that's what I would be doing. So pick your battles and pick your criticisms. If you're going to make some shitty comments, make them good. All right? At least make it entertaining. I would hope. So going back to a system of beliefs. 
So for myself, I would say any belief system that is in tuned into the values of protecting the environment around you and Mother Nature, I'm happy with that aspect. But there's an element, I think, in some of these uh, Abrahamic faiths where these sort of death culty rapture hatchers, as I like to call them, sort of use that as a justification to be shitty to the earth and shitty to the world and shitty to everybody else. And because they believe in Jesus, boom, they are going to get raptured. And so I said, well, let's put, a, let's put a rapture hatch in there just in case, you know, you get sucked up and hit the ceiling and break your neck. Some people got raptured the other day in Kansas, right? Fucking giant-ass tornado, man. Get used to that shit. Anytime we, we jump or cross the streams anymore at this point, it's going to result in catastrophe. And so the last thing we need to do is alienate over half of the population more so. You want to talk about being an ally. And then within the ranks, that's the other issue. I'm not, I'm not going to say too much about that because I don't, want to, I don't want to put my... I don't want to put my hat in that ring because it, it's not right. <laughs> Okay, I'm not a woman, I don't have a uterus. All I can do is be supportive and say, I, I support your right to choose and I will, I'll do what I can to, to make, it, make it happen for you. But within the ranks, there's division among the ranks, that's the problem for them too. And so there's some kickback between what they call pussy hat feminists and I guess real feminists, <coughs> radical feminists, <coughs> whatever it may be, you're going to agree on some things, you're going to disagree on other things just because of the, of the nature of people's situation. So focus on what you can agree upon. And then try to put your resources where they need to be. Now see, I'm already an asshole. I'm, I'm fucking mansplaining. I'm telling you what to do. And that's wrong. And, and, and I shouldn't do that. I don't want to do that. I should be talking to, to, to the people in, in, on my side here. If you're, if you're swinging a dingle, then what can we do? Well, that's the first thing we got to do is we got we to gotta stop fucking trying to tell them how to fucking make this thing work. We need to listen. That's hard, I gotta tell you. It's hard <laughs> for men, and it's hard if you've got ADHD or neurodivergent, because oftentimes you know what people are gonna say anyway, because especially if you study language or linguistics and are extremely literate, you kind of know what's gonna happen based on callocation, what people are gonna say, so you get bored really quick. Don't do that. <laughs> we gotta listen. And we've heard so far, they are afraid. They are scared. They are concerned. So now we got to figure out what can we do to help? What can we do to support their right to choose, right? Okay.
even if it means not doing anything, that's also acceptable. They might be saying, I got this. All right, you got it. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just watch, we'll sit back and watch. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. And that should be the kickoff of the protests. Makes sense, right? Damn right. I'm hoping that there'll be a pretty good blackout, or maybe should be a pink out. I'm not sure. Especially in social media and other points of contact. If we could only really get it together and really get people not to shop tomorrow, you know, not to to sort of do the things that keep the engine running. We just just need enough of a hiccup <clears throat> to get them to pay attention. Because again, the only thing that fucking matters to these people is the money bed. And so you got to Amber Heard that. You got to shit the money bed. <laughs> Poor girl. She's never going to live that down, is she? Oy, yo. Anyhow. So, I mean, even for myself tomorrow, I'll be offline. I will minimize uh, pretty much anything tomorrow. If, if I do host or stream, then it'll just be black. Now, I know it sounds silly. People think it's, that's like, oh, that's not going to do anything. But if enough people do it, then it does something. So you got to try. You just got to try. You got to try something. Um, I know that there'll be a, a march tomorrow. So we'll go down there. We'll hopefully just coincide with other people that feel the same way without any problems. And I don't understand why there would be problems. Except for those people that want to force birth on women. What the fuck is that? What sort of like third world, antiquated fucking, you know, pre-fucking uh, industrial era fucking country shit is that? You must have this baby. I mean, I mean, what would be the fucking consequences? Oh, we'll throw you in fucking jail. What the fuck? I mean, it's just absolutely shocking. I mean, it's just fucking dumbfounding to me. I can't believe it. You read some of these these laws that they're putting on the books, and you you just like think, geez, man, why? What, what, what's, what are we really trying to do here? You claim, you claim that they're, they're, the woke are coming for your children. They're coming for the children. They always love that fucking coming for the children shit. And then they all turned out to be fucking pedophiles and fucking kitty diddlers. It never fucking fails. They're the fucking worst. And so they're always projecting coming for the, I'm like, yeah, you, you guys, you're the ones. Your fucking sexuality is, 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 you know, is so twisted and repressed by your puritanical views that it sprouts up some sort of, you know, nonsense within you guys. And I would say that male pedophiles, you know, are, are suffering an acute sort of sense of arrested development 
I'm not justifying their behavior. If, don't leave it up to me because there'd be fucking heads on pikes at the city gates. Along with maybe some genitalia too, man. To me, that is a very fucking heinous crime. The same thing with, you know, attacking the elderly. I think anytime you you attack innocence or the weaker, it's very predatory. Can't handle that. That's why I can't handle this fucking nonsense with this this forced birth shit from from this bunch of hypocrites. And so now all this stuff's coming out about, you know, having enough domestic supply of babies and all this. It's, it just gets weirder all the time. And so when you think back to all the uh, great conspiracy theories and, you know, the Freeman theories and so forth that, you know, we're collateral on the, on the central bank, you know, all that fucking jive, you know. It's like, okay, whatever. But then you get, you get kind of nervous about it, like, okay, so what's the problem here? You know, fucking technology is the answer anyway. Why do we need more people when we have fucking automation? You know, where's the, where's the doctor at Washington, D.C., who apparently is prescribing Alzheimer's drugs to senators and, and, and Congress members? What does that say to you? Oh, God. We've got to do better somehow. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help but get, you know, about it. I'm sure you feel the same way. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. <sighs> but again, it's, 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 it's always trying to, you know, say one thing but doing something else. And so how do we navigate it? How do, how do, how do we get down to it? What am I going to do? It's a, it's a hard thing to think about sometimes. Everybody feels, I think, lost at some time in their life. But for me, it's, you know, pretty much most of the time. <laughs> but I just keep sailing on, right? You got to. You, that's, what else can you do? I don't want to give up. I sure as fuck don't want to die. I'm not too worried. I mean, there are not that many cannibals around, so I don't think they could eat me. Uh, although, the, uh, <laughs> wasn't that fucking Alex Jones? <laughs> Didn't he talk about eating his neighbors or some shit? Oh, my God. Him and the gay frogs. And sure enough, it turns out there was some truth to the hormones in the water. Oh, Lordy. I was looking at uh, some of the articles that came out this week, like in uh, the uh, science journal for uh, neurology. You know, obviously I'm always interested in what happens with with the human brain and how we look at it and so forth. And I, I talk to the students a lot of times about it as well. And so they were referring to some experiments that were actually done not too far from where I was living in China. And so the paper was published recently dealing with uh, certain effects of electromagnetic uh, frequency uh, onto the human brain um, through like a magnetic pulse. And, you know, we've, we've known that we can change certain states of, of the brain by uh, subjecting it to different types of pulses. This is where we get 
some of that crazy shit like Havana syndrome, whatever else. We've talked about this in the past where we can, um, you know, put a microwave beam or different, different sort of types of frequencies onto a person and get different sort of effects out of them. Um, depending on what the, what the, the bandwidth is and, and the distance and whatever else like that. So it can be, it can be something that you can be weaponized like most things, or it can also be tuned to sort of heal people, especially for things like anxiety or depression or whatever else. And so this is similar to the way that kind of an MRI would work as well. So it's uh, a couple of magnets that are throwing out uh, different sort of frequencies um, that are affecting probably what's going on, not only in the blood vessels, but also the synapses in the mind and so forth. And so it's probably um, making those gates and pathways smoother or relaxed uh, because it's polarizing it. Now, I've sort of been playing around with my own little situation here. I've got one of those little novelty glows with a, the Tesla coil in there, but that does the little plasma dance. But, you know, it, it charges positively. And, you know, you can put your fingers on there, and if you try to sort of pick up some sort of sensation, aside from the heat from the glass, you know, some people uh, are sort of micro-sensitive to uh, electrical uh, changes, um, even in very sort of uh, small um, detectable amounts. Uh, for years, I've always had difficulty wearing certain types of uh, wristwatches, things like that, because they would zap out, things like that. So um, other things as well, like if you put me onto an oscilloscope, um, you know, it does differently than other people. So there's uh, more... Some ways I'm more resistant, obviously, because I'm heavier, but other ways I'm more conductive in certain places, which is funny because of the, the problems I'm having with the neuropathy, the, the nerve endings, you know, because of the damage to my back and the blah, 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 the, you know, obesity in the feet, yada, yada. So the concept, of course, is, is being able to, to use uh, some sort of uh, positive electronics or electrons, sorry, to charge things sort of positively. And then, you know, you talk about people that get into earthing where they kind of sort of want to be grounded and have the negative charge. I mean, some people even go so far as, as uh, grounding their bed, uh, you know, putting a copper uh, grounding stake into the ground, just like they would when they, you know, hook up some of your, your cable or whatever else. And then they run a, a grounding wire up to their bed um, and then they sleep kind of on something else, I think, that helps to ground them. And so for some people, it, it seems to really work. So even if we look at the declassified um, documents recently from the Gateway program from the CIA, where there's some really in-depth sort of stuff in there dealing with us being a sort of a vibration. Um, because, you know, we, we get down to the, the smallest particle the part of the part of the part of the part at a subatomic level, there's nothing there. <laughs> just the particle vibrating, and then, you know, as you pull out, it becomes to be somewhat solid. Now, if we are, again, sort of in the mental plane, uh, the spiritual plane, and the physical plane, and so 
all of them are a vibration that requires some sort of energy, which to us seems solid, you know, so far. Uh, I have not been able to uh, run through the wall like uh, General Hopgood. I always end up on my ass. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know anybody else that can do it either. But uh, despite that aspect, we can, we can still apply or hack some elements uh, of the energy. Now, one of the things I'm, I'm famous for, of course, is the fact that uh, I was a survivor of a lightning strike in Carrizoso, New Mexico, probably 1971, 72, I think. Uh, my father had a, a homestead, like he always did. He was building homesteads in the middle of nowhere. And I, I actually drove by there uh, last fall on my cross-country trip, and I thought, oh my God, I used to live out here. And it's just in the middle of nowhere of course, um, on the back end there of the, the southern part of New Mexico. And anyway, he was building this homestead, and uh, he was, I guess, uh, going to pour concrete, so he had a little slab pit there of, uh, you know, where they put the aggregate, the gravel and the sand and so forth. So in my mind, it's just a, a sandbox, right? Because that's what it was, a couple of wood and pieces of, like, you know, two by eight or something, and, a, and rebar holding it up, and then you put the sand in there. Okay. So I'm playing in the sandbox, you know. It's kind of gray. It's not too, not too, uh, not too hot. Having a good time, and the so-called sandbox was next to a power pole, and had a power box on it. And I saw it before I heard it. And essentially, the lightning struck the power pole where the box was and blew it apart. And it was like a, like a giant white flash and everything just went silent for just a moment. And when it blew the box off the pole, the lightning bounced off and everywhere that there was rebar around me, lightning was discharging. And it seemed like it went on forever. But, of course, that's just adrenaline, right? And so I was in this point of the sandbox in this sort of impromptu electric cage of lightning. My father said he was terrified. He was standing off to the side, and he looked over, and he said it was just at that moment. And he said it reminded him of that, that classic photo of Tesla uh, sitting amongst all the, the lightning from his devices and so forth. And, uh, you know, next thing you know was the thunder, and that's what scared the shit out of me. You know, it basically it sounded like, you know, the earth had opened up and God had decided to swallow everything up. Um, we got the hell out of there pretty quick, and, and I think we were halfway to Redoso before my dad realized that he had left the dog who was still hiding, I think, under a trailer or something back out in the homestead. Um, yeah, that was amazing. I, you know, it's one of my, my early childhood memories, and I just I can always see it so vividly. And uh, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't always sort of a fan of electricity. Um, but that wasn't always part of it. Apparently, I used to love to uh, go and, and put... Um, metal knives or spoons or screwdrivers in every socket in the house you know this is before you used to cover the sockets you know it's so funny now like 
no wonder no wonder our kids these days are kind of like ah, you know because we've we've protected them dramatically I mean, when I go to somebody's house, right, all the sockets are covered up, especially when they got littles, because if you got littles, you know, you know what I'm doing, what I used to do, right? <clears throat> Mother said, you know, I'd be playing peacefully, and then, of course, I'd be crying because I got shocked. And so I, I was never a big fan of, of getting shocked, even though I used to do it all the time. So uh, fast forward, same same place, close by, Redoso, New Mexico, world's richest horse track. Working out in the parking lot, standing in about two inches of water. Same thing. Fucking lightning hit the pole I was standing next to. Bounced off into the water. Knocked me out. Blew my fucking shoe off my foot. And any place that there was a... Like a... You know, the thing that holds the boot together. A nail. Any place... Sorry. You know, English, right? Uh, Any place there was a nail was a hot point on my foot. And so it was like kind of weird that I had basically it, it 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 must have like super charged the water I was standing in, and when it got to the boot, it must have like I mean think about how hot it would have to be to to blow the rubber off the bottom of the boot and heat up the nails and and just like in a in an instant. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, that one knocked me out. And so when I came to, I had no clue what the fuck was going on. Uh, and so definitely I would say that I was always interested in this other girl I went to high school with because she also got hit by lightning and got knocked off her bike. I thought, what are the odds, right? (laughs) So it's pretty rare, um, that this happens to people. Now, even more bizarre is that there I think he's passed away now but there used to be a gentleman who was a park ranger I want to say in Montana who had the world's record for being struck by lightning the most times and it was like like 27 times or something like that it was you know more than than twice in one's lifetime he's probably astronomically amazing for for odds and novelty but this guy somewhere like 27 times to the point where if it got stormy or cloudy he'd have to go sit in the room by himself because his family didn't want to be around him because I think even Lightning one time jumped through the kitchen and knocked this guy out. Uh, we know that, that the studies of people that have been hit by Lightning uh, definitely have some uh, issues with their uh, central nervous system afterwards. Um, some people have expressed uh, different sorts of uh, mental disorders or anxieties after being hit by lightning. Um, You know, it's very common. It's more common, I would say, where people are working in in places where lightning is prevalent and looking to be grounded. So, you know, people used to work on power lines, linemen, that kind of stuff. Of course, it's double double jeopardy there because they might get hit by lightning being out on a pole and simultaneously they're working with with high voltage and they might get bit that way as well so uh yeah park rangers like this guy that's got the world record for for getting zapped you know um it's it's a pretty amazing thing when they look at it and i i need to go back and take another look at it after looking at this other paper here from the 
from the Chinese on the uh, using the MRI or the basically a type of magnetic um, frequency uh, on the mind or the brain. So if it is energy and we can manipulate it through electricity, uh, it might be an alternative to uh, some of the things that are going on. Now, simultaneously, I would suggest that, again, uh, if you get a signal meter and if you are aware of all the signals that were zapping around you at different frequencies, you'd probably be pretty shocked. Uh, there's a couple of good videos that are up on YouTube, and I'll, I'll, I'll link them on the uh, local666269.com uh, webpage, blog thing, whatever it is. And so maybe I'll put a little basket there of all this kind of extra stuff. It's actually pretty amazing. Um, they took a, a couple of different types of cameras uh, and, and then sort of recreated it through software um, of how many signals were going through somebody's home not just Wi-Fi, I mean, radio signals, microwave signals, and whatever else. And so we're inundated by this shit. Um, if you live in, a, in an urban area, for sure. I mean, even if you're probably out in the sticks somewhere, uh, you can still probably pick up radio signals. I mean, it, it, you can't escape it. I mean, the, the space and time, of course, uh, itself is a type of radio signal. Uh, we listen to the echoes of the stars from the past through that idea. If you ever get down again to southern New Mexico, the uh, plains of Augustine, or St. Augustine Plains, uh, is where they have the giant uh, arrays where they used to have SETI and so forth. Uh, in the movie Contact, that's where Jodie Foster was working and they had the, the big giant satellite dishes. Let me tell you what, uh, the movie does not do justice to the size. Even at a distance, I was out there and it was amazing to see so many of them in line they're on railroad tracks and they kind of move them around a little bit but uh just being stationary to see these giant arrays in the middle of nowhere uh it's just fantastic i mean it's just you could feel like yep this is where the, the alien parking lot this is a good place to to contact them for sure uh and that's probably probably why they did it right it's not that far from roswell i mean a couple of hours so makes sense i suppose if we go back to the idea of all being uh, energy and vibration and frequency, then we can do sort of similar things to ourselves uh, for biohacking or whatever else. And so that's another area to sort of consider if you're having some sort of difficulty with your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health. Uh, don't, don't be afraid to look at some alternative ways of healing. If we're talking about having a system of beliefs to sustain you, faith in something, then, you know, you can also have faith in some of these other ways of, of trying to have some kind of health care or, or self-care in this case. Um, we've, we know that we've got a lot of different types of, of folk medicine or even witch, witch is, witchcraft, witches medicine, uh, uh, traditional Chinese medicine, whatever else. I mean, many other countries themselves, Ayurvedic medicine from India. And there's a lot of amazing uh, medicine, folk medicine that comes out of Africa, South America. And, you know, it's, it's something we always need to take another look at. And for those people that sometimes have run out of options, whether it's living with chronic pain or um, something else like that. I mean, I mean, what do you have to lose? 
if it wasn't for a lot of the, the different sort of uh, treatments that I've sought for myself over the years, I wouldn't have made it this far. And again, it's the willingness to, to try and find out, does this work? If it doesn't work, then it's bullshit, then go on to something else. It's so much easier now to, to have access to a lot of those things. So I'm not saying you run out there and, and you know, get the jumper cables and put them on your nipples or anything else and, and <laughs> crank it over and see what happens. Um, what I'm saying is, is, is there are some devices that are, are on the market. I think one is maybe the Halo, I'm not sure. Um, that also can develop sort of plasticity for uh, memory and motivation simply, again, by putting a, a small uh, electrical uh, charge uh, through the scalp, you know, across the portions of your, of your mind or your brain. And it's, it seems to do pretty well. And I was excited about this a couple of years ago. And, you know, it didn't go very far because, again, it's, it's one of these things that sometimes people would look at and say, well, I'm not going to spend, you know, 400 bucks for this, this thing. I don't know. It might work. It could work. And unless somebody really gets behind it and says, oh, this is amazing, you know, for endorsements or whatever else, it's, it's not going to be too popular. A lot of these things that, that they build, too, are open source anyway. You can find the information online. You can you can find other creators, other experimenters. I mean, we're really lucky that way. Um, when I wanted to build a cryo chamber, uh, that was that was actually really easy to do. It was easy to to get the the plans and get the materials and just sourcing the CO two and everything else like that. And I mean, it's just fun. It's sometimes fun to to play with things. And stay out of trouble. <laughs> and, and not be a nuisance uh, to society, you know. And so if you, if you want to be a mad scientist in your basement or your garage or whatever else, then I, I highly recommend that because we have the greatest ability now than we've ever had to uh, find these things. It used to be great. You could you could order sort of these uh, funky uh, books from uh, I think it was called Loop Loop of Maniacs back in the day, and so they'd send you you know uh, plans for like UFOs and, and things like that. So um, they had a whole range of catalogs. You know you could you could build a submarine at your house and you know all these kind of goofy things. Uh, you know uh, build your own satellite TV, just strange stuff. And people did it. Uh, you know, not a lot, but some people did. Apparently, the people that did it, my dad knew because he was also that kind of person, so that makes sense. Uh, while I was in China, there was a lot of, like, rural farmers and so forth that were building sort of strange things like submarines and helicopters and, and different kind of, uh, <laughs> um, what do you call them, transformers that, you know, mech. And they get, it's funny because, you know, they're, I wouldn't say, academically educated but they are mechanically inclined and so they just kind of figure it out um they had a guy that that built his own prosthesis um so and i think he had a, actually had to build two of them and i think the son helped him with the second one um i mean just because the kind of moxie that they have in the countryside uh you know they're all sinewy anyway i mean they don't weigh more than 
a buck of five, you know, soaking wet and they, they smoke two packs of cigarettes a day and um, <laughs> their diet consists mostly of, of baijiu and uh, uh, Chinese food, obviously, but, you know, like, you know, porridge and so forth. Um, and they live live pretty rough you know they live in in houses that don't have any kind of central heat or anything else and most of it's wood heat and and uh god damn they're the nicest people you ever met i swear to you uh i had a chance to to uh, meet some farmers uh in hunan which is central china and it was kind of funny i went up there for a, a crazy english camp and it was a, a type of like a hot spring resort or whatever else, which was closed up for the, the event we were doing. So there was no, nothing going on there. So I used to go out and walk around, you know, in the area uh, and then walk up on this uh, kind of a, a long dike, you know, like by a canal. And every every evening, it was, God, it was so hot, too. Hunan is, is famous for being hot. It's like one of the four furnaces of China. It's just really hot and sweltering place. So even the evening, it's not great, but it's at least the sun's not on you. Uh, and every night, this guy would come and, and uh, walk his water buffalo. <laughs> no, I'm not bullshitting you. I'm talking about this guy again, a buck oh five so- soaking wet, walking this water buffalo that was the size of a dump truck. I mean, the full, full, beautiful horn rack, you know, just massive beast, and then a big ring in his nose, and it's an ox, you know, basically, and the rope and the him and it just, you know, kind of walking along, and he'd walk the thing. So after a couple of nights, you know, I, I still didn't speak a lot of Chinese, uh, so I couldn't. And there's a lot of dialects too in that area too. So I mean, if I, you know, I don't speak very well, and he's not used to used to the common tongue anyway, it might be mis, mismatched. So I didn't say too much anything. So I just kind of waved and built a rapport, and then finally. He came over. He was very interested because he'd never seen a foreigner before. And, and shit, I've never seen a, a fucking water buffalo up that close that, you know, you could you could pet. So, you know, through through broken Chinese and hand gestures and, and you know, nodding and so forth, as you're prone to do and you, you can't really speak each other's ling- language or lingo, uh, he made it very clear that he wanted me to, to, to go back over his house, you know, and have dinner with him or whatever else. So, Super, super hospitable. Any place I went over there, people, the hospitality is is amazing. Which is funny because it's it's brutal in the cities, getting around, you know. But but when you meet the people and they and they have you to their house, I mean, it's just insane. Um, I always said, you know, a lot of a lot of China reminded me of Mexico, and that's the truth of it. You know, the the sort of the gap between the the poverty and the and the ultra wealthy. The, the sort of old and, and uh, ultra modern. I mean, it's just, just extremes, basically. And the hospitality, of course. Same thing, you know. Um, fuck everybody else that's not in your family. <laughs> and, um, you know, but if you, if you come to my house, you're in my family, and then I'm going to take care of you, right? So that way, it's, the values are the same. And so this guy, uh, so I went and had, they, you know, they did everything you know, his family, his whole, they were amazed, they were happy, and so we hung out. Uh, again, you know, could barely communicate, so I went back to the camp I was at. There, I say a camp, but, you know, it's like a, like a seminar, right? So I go back to where I go, and uh, 
you know, told people, they're like, where you been? I said, I went to go meet this farmer. They were, they were kind of shocked, like, well, you know, be careful, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I know, it's fine, it's fine. So uh, I didn't go the next night because I think I had, a, I had a lecture at that time. And so the, the third night, he showed up <laughs> at this place with the with the buffalo, <laughs> with the ox. And he's like, hey, mother, you got to come over to the, the house for dinner. You're like, so it was expected I had to go over there every night, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. So I, that time I had some some translation help. And so we had a, a big laugh about all of that. And so sure enough, that, that was a thing, you know. They were determined to, to take care of me while they were gone. And, of course, you know, I they wouldn't take anything. You know, you couldn't give them any money. You couldn't, you know, they just refused everything. So I think eventually I uh, put together a, like a basket full of, you know, cigarettes and you know, booze and whatever else that I saw there, you know, things that they, that were kind of, you know, they'd buy them for themselves or a bit of a holiday thing, you know, it was like kind of a treat for them. So I put a bunch of stuff together and just left it. And then that was it, man. So that was my first experience in, in the rural China. And it was just amazing for the hospitality. So uh, the ingenuity of a lot of those farmers. And that's what the thing that they showed me some of the other things that, that some of the farmers had, had built, you know, just for farming, just just sort of like, just trying to figure out, like, how do I solve this problem, you know? And it's kind of funny, and it's how they do it. They just make it happen. So I can understand how rural folks here also used to have kind of that knickknack, the shade tree mechanics and all that kind of stuff. Um, because who else could you ask? You couldn't depend on anybody to make it happen, so you got to do it for yourself. And so I love I love DIY. I always have. It just makes sense to me uh, to do it yourself as much as possible, not rely on somebody else. And uh, it's fun to sort of problem solve. How do you do this? How do you fix this? How do you make this happen? You know. Um, I <laughs> when I when I did live off grid, I uh, I built a catapult. <laughs> <laughs> a big one, a trebuchet. Um, and that was awesome, you know. There's, you know, if you have the chance to do stuff like that, I would say do it. Uh, why not? I could, you know, I could I could chuck things, you know, probably a couple hundred feet. It was amazing. And I thought if I built it even, even bigger, I could probably throw even heavier things. And some people have, so... We all learn by doing, and the thing is we have to do something. And in the end, this nonsense that's going on around us, we got to do something about that too. And you start by, by doing, doing by yourself and doing for yourself, by loving yourself first, taking care of yourself first, your spiritual self, the mental self, the physical self. You can't do anything for anybody else unless you got your shit together, unless you are physically fit unless you are mentally prepared, you know, and hopefully all those things together, you sharpen the saw and your saw gets really sharp and leads to some kind of success for the ambitions that you have. Uh, so that's what I wish for you guys, of course, always. And, and it's not easy. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And I promise you, it, it, people can't do it. Even for myself, I will struggle quite often to make sure that all the elements are sort of working in the way that they should.
but I'm not going to give up. And nor should you. And even if they fuck us over on this fucking thing that they're going to try to pull in this country, we won't give up. <laughs> we can't give up. We're going to be on the right side of what we think is, is the, the way that we want to be, which is equality. So, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your follows. Thanks for your, your comments and your questions and your support. And just thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Appreciate yourself. Cheers.